What's going on, everybody? This is Sean of Ross Like Music. And this is the Super Sunny Show. I'm La Molly. This is Blue and Green Radio. Hello and welcome along to this month's edition of the Music for Modern Living Radio Show, right here on Blue and Green Radio. You're locked in with me, Nigel Gentry. Confessions of a curly mind. Blue and Green Radio. You're listening to Steve Williams at UK5.org. Welcome to the Blue and Green Sessions. Ride the vibe with DJ Ronnie Ron. Twisted Soul with C.F. Smith. You're listening to the Blue and Green Podcast. And I hope you enjoy what we are going to say. Blueandgreenradio.com Episode 21 of the Blue in Green podcast. Uh, thanks very much for your company today, friends. My name's Imran, and uh, today's episode uh, sees us return to our monthly residency with our dear friend Rhonda uh, from San Jose, California. And uh, we are going to be continuing in the long line of conversations that we have, which ultimately boil down to how we uh, consume music and how we uh, adjust to ever-evolving trends in music. Um, these are a great series of conversations. I really uh, enjoy them. I feel like these are things that I've been sort of been on my mind for some time and I think Rhonda with Rhonda we get to really explore it and uh, I think we we kind of had have a new dimension to our conversation today Uh, it's a conversation that stems from the recent change that's been announced uh, for iTunes I think it was June um, maybe July that they announced they were going to be changing the iTunes that we've known for the last 20 years and evolving them into three different um kind of uh, platforms that will focus specifically on uh, podcasting, uh, TV and film, I believe, and um, music. So they're evolving iTunes and we were sort of reminiscing about the impact of iTunes over the last 20 years. We're talking about kind of the impact of the the MP3 in general, I think. Uh, So there's lots to get through and it's a super cool conversation. So I hope you'll enjoy it. Um, just a quick uh, rundown of our spiel. Uh, Blue and Green uh, podcast runs in conjunction with the Blue and Green uh, radio station, uh, which as uh, you can find us on our homepage, www.blueandgreenradio.com uh, for our never-ending stream. You can look us up on TuneIn uh, radio app. We can find enough. You can find us on iTunes as well, uh, as well as a whole host of other apps. Please visit the website for more information about how you can tune in because we just love your company that would be super cool uh the, the way these podcasts work uh we pick two songs our guest uh, in this case Rhonda, will pick the closing number and she's got a beautiful record i'm really excited for you guys to hear it um and uh, i get to pick the opening song which we're about to play right now and the song i have chosen stems from uh, a line uh, that Rhonda says in the actual um, in, during the conversation, she she mentions that feeling about you walk into a record store and you hear a song and you think, whoa, like what's that? What's and that's a, always a great feeling. It's always a great moment. We have to go and find out. This is completely new. And when she said it, the the instant moment that came to my mind was being in a kind of like a market store in uh, Brick Lane, which is on the east part of London. It's quite trendy. It's quite fashionable. Uh, which is not indicative of me at all I just happened to be there and there was this um, this market stall I forget the name but the, these people were just selling these just incredible music really really great wonderful music they had a little stereo that they were playing uh, releases that they had on display and um, they played the song we're about to play right now to the point and I didn't know who it was and I went over and said what's this and I bought the CD then and there it was Sabrina Maleros who released the deluxe version of her album New Morning um, through Far Out Records it came out 2009 and um, again there is a the straight ahead version of New Morning which is gorgeous but there's a deluxe version it features a Paradiso remix and it features two Nicola Conti remixes and anyone that knows me knows I'm a diehard Nicola Conti fan so we're going to play the title track uh, of Nicola Conti's remix of New Morning and I thought that would be a nice way to uh, to go in because it was yeah it was, as soon as she said it boom I went straight back to that market store 2009 so um, I thought it would be apt uh, to play that one right now a uh, quick reminder, uh, Rhonda presents Ride the Vibe on a Monday night on Blue in Green Radio, UK time, 7pm. And uh, you can please check the website for replays of the show which air throughout uh, the week. Um, music that focuses on new soul, soulful house and just exquisite music beautifully presented and put together by our dear friend Rhonda. So I uh, hope you enjoy the show and uh, please feel free to visit us at uh, blueingreenradio.com. Thank you. 
nomination today is yeah. uh, was, was something selected by yourself, um, and mm-hmm. it was uh, relates to I have it in front of me an NPR. A website article entitled Remembering iTunes's Cultural Significance. So this came out June the 3rd, 2019, and it's a, a brief um, mention about the fact that iTunes, as we currently know it, is altering and it's, uh, it's being replaced by three separate apps, one being the music app, uh, a podcast app, and a TV app. So iTunes obviously has been going for 20 years now in, yeah. the, in the sort of the version we were most familiar with uh why was this something that you you thought um, was of particular interest well i mean you know what's kind of funny it ties in a little bit in uh you know our one of our ongoing conversations about how it does yeah um the distribution of music right and uh, it's the, again, now this is, you know, we, we, should we bring up cassettes? No, just, you know, no, we'll just, <laughs> I just wanted to bring it up just for a joke, but, um, <laughs> you know, somebody out there, we're bringing back cassettes, but no, in seriousness, right? Like, um, in terms of digital, um, distribution, um, iTunes has been like a, a huge way for people to get their music, Right. And now in the advent of, let's say, Spotify and other um, streaming music, right, it's changing their model right before us. So it'll be interesting to see if they're able to do this and, and how they do it successfully, right? Yeah, I think it's, I mean, as you mentioned, um, this, this has been an ongoing sort of discussion for us. So we've, we've yeah. talked over several uh, episodes about how we as individuals consume our music and how other people consume their music. But this is like, this is ground zero. This is this is the prequel episode because this iTunes is technically the service that, that ushered in all of these subsequent changes that we've we've always talked about how people consume things. Um, not as opposed to just going and buying an album. Um, and, and iTunes sort of, they, well, I, I mean, I don't want to give them 100% credit, but I mean, they were obviously spawned from to, to retaliate against what Napster were doing, which was just yeah. giving everything away for free. So um, hey, this was. Yes, yes. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wasn't at the time, but that's okay. <laughs> But, peer, um, peer, peer, peer. But okay, I'm just. Kidding. I know it's terrible. I had a, I had a oh. friend who'd just say, "Give me a list," and I'd say, "What? I don't understand." He'd say, "Give me a list," and it was like that. And it's just, I remember I, oh, the stuff that it would come back was just crazy. And then oh, obviously, yeah. it was just yeah. I mean, what naps they were doing was insane. And uh, this was just, I suppose, this is the best, you know, um. retaliation that there ever could have been to this sort of giving away of free mp3s and free music yeah thinking about it from the content provider side yes this was the the best way for 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 them to be able to retain some method of getting paid for the content that's mm. being created right um it's uh it's just that this whole medium that came out of this is pretty much amazing. And um, I think uh, I live in the Silicon Valley. So watching Apple create uh, a platform that exploded largely due to the fact that they had opened up iTunes to the windows platform. I think that's what's really catapulted it initially. Right. Um, Mm. Because now they had just opened themselves up to, millions of of users that would have been normally locked out of this space and um from the windows users perspective this was their first opportunity to you know get absorbed into the the apple um uh what's the best word i'm looking for because apple kind of gets into their own world when you're an apple user you you pretty much are you know Yes, uh, not everyone knows people that are yeah sort of consumed with Apple products, whether it's the iPhone, an iPad, iPod, etc., etc. Yeah, I, I, I. But 
um, which is a whole different mm. <laughs> conversation from this. But but what it did do was create this platform that you're right that people just took to, and it created the how MP3s would be. Uh, presented you didn't have to have the whole album you could download just what you wanted how much you were going to charge for it how the content providers had to even deal with apple and their price structure for these mp3s right so i mean mm. it's it was it's just been an amazing thing and um uh i think it's like i was just checking before we went online i think like the most recent quarter the itunes as a platform, their software, because they combine it now with quote unquote software services, but it's really iTunes generated like almost, almost 10 billion for Apple in three oh. months. Right. <laughs> like wow. this is amazing. It's amazing. Um, so this is why I'm kind of in a weird way interested in how they're going to split this up and make it as successful for them and is still as accessible to their user base. So it's going to, you know, cause they're changing, they have to change now. Right. Cause even though people are familiar with using iTunes, they're changing the apps. People have to use the apps. There's concern about what happens with my music that I've already purchased via iTunes mm. and all of this stuff. I just read a story about people being worried now about scammers trying to give up their passwords and personal information because they're getting oh, solicited. Right. So, I mean, this is creating, you know, this little mess, but, but they have to respond to say like the Spotify's of the world um, and, and other people's ways of consuming, you know, um, music and art. Um, so, yeah. So this is, um, so their music app, they've, they have, as you said, with regards to Spotify and things, if I've understood it correctly, you're now leasing music as mm. opposed to purchasing and downloading. It, are there no options now to download at all? Um, I don't know for sure. And I think they say you can still um, have access to what you purchased. But you now you've put an, an, a new twist on this, right? Because... When we had our, our CDs, our cassettes, you know, eight tracks, albums, whichever, mm. you know, cassettes. favorite yeah, cassettes, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it was ours. Right. And, mm. you know, we had to go through, you know, the copyrights and all of that stuff. But once you purchase it, it's yours. Right. You bring up an interesting thing when you talk about leasing. Right. So as long as the platform is available, you have access to it. But it's not really yours. You're renting it from them. And so there's this dynamic that I don't think we as users are knowing what we're going to have going forward, right, in terms of what is ownership and what we're mm. paying for. But I don't know. Yeah. If, you know. I just came up with that in response to what you were talking about. But, yeah, there is that. That's it, isn't Because, I mean... I, should, I, 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 we could probably, I might look this up while we're talking, but uh -huh. so, I mean, obviously with Spotify and something and stuff, you pay a general, it's not a per song payment. Right. So it's, you're, you're paying X amount, whatever it is, and you're, you're entitled to listen to for well, everything or, or however much your payment allows, um, as and when you wish. But with the new, I, with the new iTunes app, you're not, I understand. I think leasing the music is is basically the term that they had used, but mm -hmm. I'm not entirely sure if you're still doing it on a per song basis. I might try and look it up while we're talking, or as opposed yeah. to a subscription, like like it would be with Spotify. So yeah, and see, uh, and Spotify is kind of like taking the Netflix model when you're talking about movies, yes. right? Uh, which I actually support because it's like, you know, I pay you so much and then I get to listen to it whenever I want, how many, however, how often I want to listen to it. And um, I think it's more adaptive to the way people are now desiring to consume this. Right. And that's really mm -hmm. kind of coming into clash with, you know, this other method. Right. Even, even the idea of, of um, 
this leasing thing because you know i don't know if it's going to be per song and how they're going to do that um yeah that's and how do you pay artists right so i mean this yeah. whole thing is always it's 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 interesting it it uh spurs people are obviously getting paid via spotify i just don't know how that's breaking down like how they're tracking these streams right yeah yeah i mean i know itunes obviously being the game changer it was it did have its its criticisms and i think payment for for one thing uh, particularly you know from what from an artist's perspective a lot were very unhappy mm-hmm. with the amount that they would receive say per song sale but i mean it was a uh, I mean, I, I don't know how much they were hogging as a result, but, you know, it was just, it was, I guess, an, an inevitable sort of byproduct of an ever-changing music yeah. industry. And it was a right. case of, well, we can do this, or people can just download it illegally, and you get nothing <laughs> as opposed and to the point zero zero one cent that you're getting. So <laughs> it's... Yeah. Uh... But when you think about, like, iTunes and sort of, like I sort of mentioned about that it had its criticisms. I mean, where else would you take that? Because when you look at sort of the impact of this model, this, I mean, they, they're in essence, they're a retailer uh, as like HMV or any high street store. But when you sort of look at how it evolved, I mean, would you say that this was sort of the, the MP3 in general sort of contributed to like, I don't know how to refer to it, but in terms of t- albums took a hit, I suppose, mm. the freedom to just go and pick, you know, in terms of if you heard a non-album track from somewhere, you know, 20 years ago, you could, and if it wasn't a single, you got to buy the album. Mm. And that was that. That was mm-hmm. as straightforward as it got. And now it's a case right. of you hear a non, a non, uh, a, a track from an album that wasn't released, you can just click and you've got it 99 cents um and it's you know obviously albums i guess were one of the things that took a huge hit as a as a result of that model yeah yeah and 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 see that's what i was saying it changes like um when you think of like uh songs in the key of life or Mm. big uh productions like like um yellow submarine i'm trying to come up with big albums that had like this big theme to them, right? Right. Um, uh, Purple Rain or or um, Off the Wall. I mean, these are, you know, big productions. You think about an album, how you're going to release that to your your audience. You take that to iTunes and they're like, well, I don't like that song. I don't like that song. I don't want to even hear yeah. that song. I just want this. I want that. I don't even, uh, you know, and see like you and I, we like the we like the liner notes. We like all of that. We like yeah. all of the production of yeah. this creation and it changes it. It turns it upside down. And you're right. If, if a track was on the album, but it wasn't released as a quote unquote single, you had to go get the album. Now it's just like, nah, mm. nah I'll just, yeah, I don't even care about the things you released as singles. I want that track and that's it. And you're reduced. Yeah. To oh, it, right. Or even, I think we're all sort of, it's a it's a digital era thing and it's not a criticism it's just unfortunate and i i, I do it myself but yeah if you you know there's a new album and you you flick through it online you listen to like first five seconds next yep. first five seconds first and then like that one next one <laughs> yes yes right and it's it's terrible um how you know how quick we our attention is kind of or how short sorry our attention kind of is because it's a case yeah. of you know, I could spend, um, I can't buy everything. No, we've tried, but we're trying. Yes. It, but. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, that, that's the, the thing about, um, like when I was talking earlier about the importance of the hook, how do I get you to listen to like more than five seconds of something? Yeah. Right. I've got to hook you in. And, and it shows the power of that creation of that particular song. But, um, it, it does, I, I think it does, this whole model has changed the creator as well as the consumer, right? Mm. Um, and due to technology, it's, I'm surprised that iTunes has been able to stay 
as long as it has in terms of its importance with the way technology is, is moving quick. Mm. Right? Yeah. And it's been able to at least it last that long. Um, but right now it's got to go through a change because now we're changing. Right. Um, I mean, was, was, is this change an actual response to anything? Like was, were sales on iTunes, you know, taking a huge hit that you had heard of? Because I, I wasn't actually sure what this was I, in, say, a response to. I'm not sure if they were just saying, look, Spotify is clearly the future. And I think that that's fair to say. I think that kind of streaming. I, you actually mentioned the Netflix thing. And that's I never really thought about that because, I, I, you know, I rarely, like, sometimes you, you'll watch, I'll watch a movie Right. Uh, wherever in the cinema or something and think that has I love that movie I, I have to get that like I want to buy the DVD when that comes out mm-hmm. but obviously you have like Netflix now and if the movie is on there I think okay do I need to to, to get it as a result but a part of me still has that tangible quality of you know I still need that hard copy but um, it's less so um, it's not anywhere near as impactful for me as say the music like I would need to actually go out and buy that but I I relax that rule when it comes to to films and tv shows which is interesting which is I I think it's partly due to I think more of our love for music and how it it is of importance in our lives right Mm. um because I feel the same way I I used to have a lot of dvds and I would want to do this, uh, want to get the movie. And now I'm not so into that, um, <laughs> where I actually have to have that DVD. Uh, more so than I'm still tied to music in, in what I do for my hobby. So it keeps me more attached to still wanting some form of ownership of what I, what I use to you know make my mixes. So I think that that's, at least for me, that's what keeps the distinction. I, I still want to have that ownership, but I, I worry that, you know, if everybody's streaming it, that collection has to be alive somewhere. Who, who, what happens if something falls out of favor and it just goes away? Right. Or I, I don't yeah, know. I'm, yeah. I'm being more, or, um, uh, apocalyptic. <laughs> yeah, but I should be. I was trying to find the right word, but yes. But I mean, there's that that aspect to this, right? If if I don't know, I mean, R. Kelly's out of favor right now, so and I'm not you know, <laughs> defending him by any means because he's created his own hole he has to live in. But you've become a pariah now. You're gone, right? Mm. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Um, and 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 that can happen for anybody, even in like these movies or any of this content that's popular now that may not be popular even next week. So, um, I don't know to to circle back to your your question on this. I don't know what the the great motivator for Apple to do this is. I would think there has to be some factor of Spotify pushing this right because people have really taken to that method of consuming music how they want to do it now i don't know i mean i know netflix is trying to branch out worldwide and i think they are but you know netflix is more dominated within the u.s than say internationally so to me this whole model makes sense but i think it's just really these content providers have to figure out how best to provide their content and get us to consume it. That's that's ultimately what this is about. And the old method of, you know, buy the cassette, buy the album, buy the CD, buy the MP3, buy the album, buy the, the remix, you know, all of that stuff is changing, right? Um, you know, buy the VHS, buy the by the mm. DVD, all of those, you know, because all as long as you kept consuming every um, form that they had of it, this just kept bringing money into the the providers. But people are saying, "No, I don't want to do that," <laughs> and um, um, and I, I want to be able to do it this way. 
And I really don't want you to say that I want to lease it for a certain amount of time and then I don't have it anymore. No, I want to, whenever I feel like it, I want to have it. Right. Cause yeah. part of that is how we used to be. Right. I bought all of this stuff so that whenever I wanted it, I could have it. Right. Yeah. And I think there's still that part of us that wants that. Right. Which is why I think Spotify has, his the, the user base that it has because it gives you the collection and the way you want to, to consume it and when you want to consume it. So I'm like, but, but Apple, you're making, you know, goo gobs of money, but <laughs> you still want to make more and, and you're getting your butts kicked as much as iTunes is generating their user base. Isn't Spotify. Right. Mm. I don't, you know, it's kind of, and I'm sure Spotify is all okay, but I could just have iTunes money though. You know, so I mean, you have to go back and forth on that, but um, it's, it's kind of cool that this is really playing out before us so we can actually see this real time, which is kind of cool too. How, how do you kind of take the news? Are you kind of like, Oh no, like for me, it's, it's, I, I can be quite uh, technophobic and uh-huh. the idea that, they're changing something that I I I know and uh, rely on, I, I guess, to an okay. extent. I don't buy a huge amount through um, through iTunes at all, but it is if you know uh, uh, a, a rare track that I have stumbled on or a, a remix of a of a track that's officially been released. You know, so I do buy, but I, I think for me, I'm I'm I'll, I'm kind of left wondering. Well, I'm not quite sure how how I consume music fits into this. You know, so I'm now going to have to revert to say Amazon and 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 other other sort of uh, digital online retailers that are catering to supplying music in the way that I consume it. So, but for yourself, are you kind of do you, are you someone that embraces these changes, or are you kind of like, oh no, like me, like this is <laughs> it's like slow down, slow down? <laughs> oh, um, no. In terms of iTunes, I. I started using it at the very beginning, but of late I haven't been. So then when it first mm. came out, I was like, oh, really? Oh, maybe I should launch it and use it. I, I use the app um, differently, not so much to buy MP3s now because I get my, IP, uh, my MP3s through like um, uh, DJ um, pools. Um, but yeah. um, yeah, I had to launch my iTunes so I could make sure what my collection still was with them. That's how long ago I've been using <laughs> it. Um, so I just was shocked that it's going through this change. That's where it came across to me because, you know, it's just, it is iconic in our lifetime that this this app this app is going to change. And... Um, and we'll see if iTunes does this right and, and how they're going to track it, right? Because see, their movies, their music, and everything was tied within this one thing. And now you're going to split it out. So we're going to actually see what people's consumption patterns really are. They've been able to mask that. So, and, and see who's affected. Is Spotify affected? Is Netflix affected? Is Amazon affected? See, just like you said, if I, if I don't get what I want from iTunes anymore do, do do people now go to Amazon do, do the, does this increase Spotify users so this is why I'm like this is going to be really interesting to see how this plays out there's a lot of money on the table they don't handle this right you know <clears throat> they have to do this yeah. right and, and it's it's nice to see you know new technology happen right you have to re-engineer yourself before you're cannibalized by your competition which I think in some way Spotify is doing um, and so you have to remember too, I'm a geek, I'm a tech geek. So, uh, you know, all of <laughs> yeah. this stuff applies in a whole different way with me with this too. And so, um, and are they doing this in response to the fact that their iPhone sales are plateauing? I, I, I you know, so much of this, I, since I don't work within the internals with the Apple, I don't know, but from the outside looking <laughs> in, there's, there's a couple factors that's why actually you said something that was really interesting about how that kind of adapt to survive basically when you kind of compare yeah. 
what iTunes initially did 20 you know years ago at their inception which it was it was genius and it, it did keep you know the music industry in control of the people who wanted to be in control of it as, as much as possible mm-hmm. when you sort yeah. of think about like the high street stores high street retailers like hmb who mm. in in this country they've had to they you know they've had trouble for over 10 years and they've had to close branches they went into administration some years ago uh, about six seven eight years ago they went into administration they were bought out and you know that the, the high street store basically has always had trouble in adapting due to online competition and amazon prices and things like that i mean do you do you think how would you well, no, i don't know how to phrase this question but how would you think the, the high street could have like adapted because a lot of people say that they they didn't adapt to emerging trends i know hmv at the moment they have they've sort of been trying to embrace vinyl basically uh. in some of their larger stores because they're saying well there is an increase in vinyl purchasing that's not going to be something obviously online i like itunes mm-hmm. streamers etc so that's a market that they can't cater for so they've tried to sort of um embrace that market and try and sort of up their sales and um and do that a lot more i think they've tried to sort of get more even just like just t-shirts you know in terms of so mm. you can buy your stuff by your favorite band try to get more clothing lines in there uh gaming is obviously a huge part of what they do now i mean it's an impossible question for me to ask but like how do you think like the high street could have adapted i would have thought the pricing for <laughs> as a first port of call oh well well see i lost tower records so they're oh, yes, gone. so before, yeah, yeah that was my my uh key uh way mm. to get distribution for me so yeah i had to watch that also firsthand um you well, you know, if they go back and bring in the cassettes, there's a there's a market for them. They're missing. They've got to tap into that. But um, <laughs> they could get yeah, like a joking, whole ten but, more you know, dollars. You bring well, back they could the get... cassette with the albums, man. We're back on track. You know who? Do knew? you think so? No, I don't know. I, I, don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm you know. But but I had who to, knew? Yeah. I didn't even know cassettes were making a comeback. So you know, I know I. I had a recent uh, uh, podcast chat with uh, one of uh, our presenters who is an American okay. uh, uh, presenter. He uh, from Chicago, but okay. he lives in Niigata, Japan, and he's wow. lived there for nearly 10 years. Um, and we were, we were talking kind of not about the iTunes thing, but we were talking about okay. how just how each of us consume music. Uh-huh. And um, I asked him about the tape thing. This was a couple of weeks ago we spoke. And I said, oh, you know, what do you think about like the reemergence of cassettes? And he was like, I do not get that at all. <laughs> Where is that? Like he had knew about it. He had, he had oh, seen he it. And okay. yeah, yeah. Like from sort of online uh, retailers, like if you follow certain record labels, uh, like links that I had sent you before. And yeah. he was like, he had, he had heard of it, but he's like, I do not get what who's buying that what are they doing with them like who had the idea of to sell these things now you know um and it was funny coming back they they could be i don't know they could be but you'll need wireless boom boxes now (laughs) as well hey there's a market (laughs) missing it right now there is start that right now (laughs) bring it back (laughs) but it would be interesting if they did do a whole row of cassettes like just Taylor Swift new album on cassettes, hey, Beyonce new record on no. cassettes. Would they buy? I mean, would like? Would they no. sell? Like, look, look the way we do it now. If you want to hear the song, they're not going to do it. We don't even have the attention span to listen to the one track, let alone rewind it to hear it again. No, I just. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I love it. No, but but what you did bring up, even though I've been joking about this, is the merch. You have to give something iTunes can't give. That's how you see yes. it, right? That's, you know, so when they tapped into the merchandise, um, giving a better sound, even though now they've got beats, I don't know. So, uh, you know, they're trying to tap it. Right. But you've got to give something that Apple can't give. So there has to be some unique experience you add to 
that draws people, right? You know, hmm. it could be like the pricing method because, you know, Spotify came up with a whole different pricing method. I still have all the music you get on iTunes, but I can, but you can do it like this. So they created a different hmm. experience that way. And so you have to find your niche in that regard, right? So maybe if they had had memberships where you, you got so many CDs or whatever a month or whatever, however, maybe that could have kept them pertinent. That's and, a great idea. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know, man, this is all happening in real time. So we're going to see, right? <laughs> this is, it's, so, but let me say, if cassettes make a comeback, it started here first. We claimed it. <laughs> point right now. We're putting it in the universe. Okay. <laughs> Definitely, I. Fire you're right. Box. We're claiming it. The idea came here <laughs> first. Okay. <laughs> that's so funny. Well, you know, that's another one. Actually, yeah, there's something else I wanted to talk about in terms of one of the things that iTunes changed. Uh, we talked about like the album sort of being. I, I don't. I don't, don't want to say sidelined, but maybe not becoming as important as individual songs is probably right. a way of putting it. Right. But there was another casualty, which I, I guess would have hit like certainly, I think us, you and me mm-hmm. um, in a real big way, but it was sort of the death of the mixtape oh. because now the most romantic thing you can do for someone is I made you a playlist on Spotify. <laughs> yeah. And that's not the same thing. No, it's not. <laughs> did, we, did, we, did you used to do mixtapes and cassettes and stuff like that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was all. Yeah, that was, this is, you know, my, which is one of the cutest things about my conversation with you from the very beginning is that that's what my, my podcast is, is my mixtapes, right? Is, the mm-hmm. things I grew up with as a kid, right? Making my yeah. little cassette. I, I, I'm I'm joking about cassettes, but that's what I used to do. So yeah. Um, and it's a collection. Um, I'm not gonna say that playlists aren't cute, aren't nice to do. Um, because they are for those who do them. Um, uh, making a mixtape is a little different, but that's okay. Um, cause there has to be, well, cause you know, it's, it's more than just even like letting iTunes blend your songs for you. I mean, there is something to doing this, um, as DJs yeah. will attest to, um, there is something about the craft, uh, but you're right. That whole experience, I just, um, while they're not making the mixtape, they're thinking about how to put music together. So I, I commend that because that's there, there is that aspect that we have in common, right? I, I go through my collection mm-hmm. and I try and come up with clever ways to make music come together in a way that moves my, my listener, which is what they're doing with their, their list, right? They've listened to these songs and they're like, Oh, I think that this would be so good for you to listen to too. And it, yeah. it shows how I feel about you and, and I hope it <laughs> you in such a way that it connected with me. So, I mean, you know, it, it's that, but it's a different thing, right? It's a different way of, of, of doing it. Um, but look at even Twitter. I mean, it's taken, a lot, you know, our, our text and put it online, right? And now you're con- con- condensing things down to 140 characters. And so what yeah. happens? You start to abbreviate. You start to like. You don't even form formulate sentences. You don't even formulate words. We change the way we interact. So, yeah, there is. You know, you just go with it. But you know, there's there's purists among us. There's cassette lovers. There's mixtape lovers. We're still out there. We're still out there making the mixtapes. We're there. We're holding on. Yes. They were. It's, I was talking to uh, 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 on another episode that we did. Um, uh-huh. I, I sort of off the cuff mentioned this, but how, how is um, actually it's sort of a two part question? But like okay. the process of of digging, like the way you used to go to like a record store oh. and flick through stuff, uh, what they had, you know, one record leads to another. You listen to it there, or you just go through and. and rummage through the shelves you know that yeah. process of digging and that 
that process of of online digging mm-hmm. do you know what i mean do you have you ever been on like i know bank camp and just been lost on you know one thing leads to another thing to, to another. then you find the label and yeah like yeah. how would how are those experiences for you because online digging is is obviously a lot quicker uh, but it is like it's it's it can be an incredible experience in of itself it is it's different um what i miss um is the accidental music like when you walk into a record store and it's playing right yeah and you're like oh who is that right and i was going to go get something else but i'm still gonna get that but i'm gonna go check this out um in terms of digging oh no it's it's a totally different experience you you can get it the 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 concept of you get into an artist and you go and find them and then hopefully Bandcamp says oh we've been paying attention to you liking that maybe you like this i think kind of does a little bit of that right if they catch what you're playing and like oh you might be interested in this artist but it's it's still um it's not quite the same as like being in a record store doing it but Mm. um YouTube sometimes does it because they catch you watching videos and then they try and guess what you're doing. So it's all about the search, right? How they catch you and then say, oh, you might like this. And then I go off to where I can go get my MP3s and go do it. Um, It's nice if you go to a record store and they, and you know, the owner knows you and says, Hey, you might like this. That's nice. But when the, when, when the uh, computer generated algorithm does it, it's just creepy. Yeah, (laughs) it is. And then when you're not even in music anymore and it pops up, you're like, hey, yeah. I'm not at Amazon anymore. You can stop with that. Okay, so I know you want me to buy. And and sometimes I do, but not right now. So, and so it's like, you know. Um, and again, this is another change, uh, you know, how they try and influence your purchasing decisions. Um which you don't have when you're in a record store looking for something. It's not popping up and saying, hey, 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 don't you want furniture? Yeah. No, I'm in a record store. <laughs> you, you know yeah. That's it. So, uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because they keep track of all of your history. Not really. Right, like, yeah, yeah. You should only bug me when I'm looking at that, not when I'm looking at something yeah. else, you know. I got your eyes right now. How about that? You know, and that's the difference too. <laughs> you know, I've got your eyeballs. So look at all of the stuff you could buy, and I'm not interested. So um, it reminds me of when I was in um, Hong Kong, right? And you walk down the street, and they have all of these signs all over, like pop, 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 right? And it yeah. that reminds me of like these online ads where they're just trying to get you. Could you pick me? Pick me? Pick me? Pick me? Right? And um, it's actually cool to witness in Hong Kong. It's somewhat irritating online, but okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, yeah. Um, uh, it's, it's, mm. no, it, it, see, it's cause it's in our blood. We've been in record stores, so we have that experience, right? So, mm. um, my niece won't know anything I'm talking about now. She'll listen to this and be like, what? <laughs> Whatever. Can I have my Spotify list back? <laughs> um, and you know, and you know, and and that's that's the thing. Um, they have really changed that, right? Um, mm. um, and you're right. The speed at which we consume something, like an artist, would take a year. Like, remember we were talking about Prince, how he was so creative. Boom, boom, boom. He would actually function mm. in this, right? In this this era of speed in which you can create something because he's already consumed it and moved on. So he's ready for the next thing. But that's yeah. not how the music industry wanted, you know, people to consume it. They wanted you to consume the whole album and take a whole year and then they could recoup some of this money. But, yeah. that, but the speed at which people can now go through music it's like you almost have to keep creating to give them something because they're okay. Yeah, I saw that. Do you have something else? Oh, well, what about some merch? Or what about this? Or what about that? So it's it is slowly changing, right? It's yeah. almost like, do you want to give a whole album, or do I just give you an MP3 for a month? I give you another MP3 next month, and, and split it out yeah. that way, yeah. right? 
So you always have something to um, come back for more, right? Websites that give constant contact or excuse me, content draw users back all the time. It's kind of like, I mean, sort of following on from that point, how like in terms of comparing how like that, that digging experience, I, I kind of made the point to um, a, a buddy and a, a, who was kind enough to guess in a previous episode. And I had said that I, I mean, I was nowhere near as um, obsessed as I am now about music. Okay. But um, like back in the 90s, late 90s, when I was at uh, university, I always look back at the 90s as when I enjoyed music the most mm-hmm. because I had all of my buds there and we were all crazy excited about the same stuff. Okay. So whether it was like we were obviously you and I have talked about hip hop before. So we were big, like uh, bad boy records fans. We were big oh. method man fans. Uh-huh. So when, uh, when a new record from someone that we all, uh, well, I, 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 we've mentioned him already, so I don't feel so bad, but R Kelly, oh, yeah. you know, when a new record by these names came out, everyone was excited, you yeah. know, and then you kind of, you have that experience. You can share that with them. Right. But I look at how I consume music now and I love it like more. I'm obviously obsessed with it, but I feel like now it's a very lonely experience because I don't specifically have anyone I, that I can say, oh my gosh, the new blah, 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 blah whatever it is. Yeah. So-and-so is coming out. The new Nicola Conti record is coming out and Ooh. hello, anyone, anyone, <laughs> Anyone? No, nothing. Okay. You know, and it, it, that's what it's like now because a lot of the people that I had that experiences with back then, music is really something they just throw in the background now. Yeah. You know, and if you play stuff from the nineties, they'll go, Oh, I used to love this, but, done. but it stops, you know, right. and it, they, it, they don't buy anymore. They don't, you know, they'll have a couple of radio stations that they listen to, but ours, of not course. from a, yeah. of course, I'm just plug- but not from like a genuine passion right. of, Oh, you know, I, I I love this now, you know, and and that's changed. So I had made the point about for me now, music is almost a lonely experience. Do you know what I mean? Which is why these things have been wonderful. These podcasts, because you know, I get to hang out with like you every month, and yeah. we can talk about all this really great stuff, and um, and I enjoy that. And that's kind of it's great to share that. But ultimately, yes. like a new record release, there's no one to share that with. And and it's interesting when you look back um, and how those those times have changed, and it's because you discover new music now. I discover a lot of new music from sitting behind a computer screen, right? You know, yes. You don't have those kind of communal places where you can just consume it and digest it and and, f- and discover it, right? In the way you I used to back back then. How does that kind of work for you? Do you are that do you have like differences in those sort of time periods for you as well? Actually, you're right. Our music has been become very personal, and 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 actually, when we look at it like that, it, it in some ways it is um, a little isolating, right? Where it wasn't like that before, right? It was very communal. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, which that's something that you know H and B could t- tap into. I don't have Tower anymore for that, but people got together. And you're right. When Michael Jackson dropped a new album, everybody ah, yes. go and get it right. Um, well, even before, it, when he dropped a new video, yeah. Like, oh, do you well, remember that? that? Still, when the, the videos video... would come out. Oh well, that's a whole different. What is MTV exactly? What? But that's how minuscule that those right. things were. Can right. you imagine now? Like that, that, there's no video. There's no one drops a video that grabs the intention of the uh, whole of everyone you know. Maybe Kendrick Lamar, maybe. Right, good call. And actually, that childish, yeah, that childish yeah. Gambino track as well. Yeah, that was that, that one stuff. did. That was that amazing. One, yeah, we probably will talk about that next month. But um, yeah, you're right. It, it is totally different, right? Because I do remember hanging out with my friends and doing it. Now, my music when I'm with my sister, I I listen to. Um, some of the the stuff that she streams right and we we get together and we 
um, we I, I'm forever using my favorite app, which is Zam, which is now tied to iTunes because they bought it, right? So I'm like, okay, I'm tied to iTunes that way. Um, <laughs> but that's just so I don't have to write down songs because like you get around and you're like, hey, what's that song? Because I'm looking for it because I I don't want to have to write it down. I can just keep track of it. And then when I get home and I go online and I go to get it, you're right. There's that aspect of this music that is very um, isolating. Yeah. Even for me, when I'm releasing these mixtapes, it's me. It's my creation, but I put it up there. It's not like I'm hanging out with everybody. Hey, I put it together. Let's listen to this. No, I, yeah, yeah, I yeah. release it and it's out in the ether. And then, you know, when people respond back, that's fine. But a long time ago, I, I knew I had to release that need of having that come back to me because that's not why I created it to get it back. I just created it to share. So that's, that's that piece, but you're very mm. much correct in that it is isolating in that this is me. I'm doing this. This is my consumption. I'm not around with other people saying, Oh, did you go get that new Michelle album? Oh my God. You know, yeah. except for my friends that are still Michelle heads, but, but it's totally different. It's not the same. Um, and yeah, I know we were talking about uh, the new DJs, right? Where they're just standing around creating. Are we going to lose touch because we're no longer as communal? Right? I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, I kind of, I don't know if some of that is age, though. Because, mm -hmm. I mean, what, what, when you say, well, not what, when we use the word, say, communal, which is a great word to use, for me, if I were to assess why that doesn't exist it's because no one i know who i grew up with really cares about music anymore they, mm. it's just literally something they grew out of yeah. do you know what i mean so well, it's it i don't so part of it is i don't know so i feel like the the online nature of it in terms of if i say oh i'd like to discover something new and uh -huh. the, the the online search that i'll do you know from just putting on the laptop and having a look that and that being an isolating experience, it's it certainly is. But I don't know if that's, I don't know if that's specifically a result of changing trends. I don't know. I suppose it's in a way it is. But at the same point, if I was just going to a record, I mean, I still wouldn't have people in my immediate circle that I could share things with. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's, I don't know, it's both, isn't it? Well, and and I think. You know, um, this in some ways ties back to like artists thinking that they're creating music just to sell their merchandise. So they've they've changed how mm. music is affecting their consumer, right? Mm. And um, I think even if you looked online for your music, if we still had a store, you still had an opportunity to get people to come together like, Hey, let's go to the record store. Let's check this out. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Right. Or, I mean, that's one of the things I used to do. Even when I traveled, I would go to record stores and get music. Cause it was one of the things I enjoyed doing. You know, you could leave me in a bookstore or a record store and yeah, yeah, yeah go do whatever you're going to do. I'm going to get lost in this. And so that that's gone. So the only way I can get it now is solely from online. That's what yeah. I'm talking about, losing the communal. As yes, long as we had right. both, it was okay. Because then I could go online when I want, but I could also, also hang out. But that, that whole, this whole model has disrupted that. It's no longer even there. And, and we're not really talking about Amazon, but Amazon is doing that for other industries, right? Where they're just going through with their model with technology and things we used to have are gone. Right. We're looking at retail changing for your children. What, how do they consume music? Oh, oh God. <laughs> well, mainly um, for Anneli, she's eight. Uh -huh. She mainly consumes it via YouTube. Okay. Like she, she, like she's obviously like she's eight. So she's yeah. really into pop, contemporary pop. Okay. Um, and which, you know, kills me <laughs> because i'm not of that age right, i'm not right, of right, that right. age to, yeah, to appreciate okay. it and nor should i be so that no. I'm, I'm by no means saying no. pop is contemporary stuff is blah 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 because 20 no. years ago i would have liked it 
you know, or, or, hang on, 30, 40 years ago. So, well, not 40. I wasn't Don't worry. Um, but, you know, so that's the point, isn't it? So it's, yeah. it's you know, like I'm trying to think something that she's, she really likes. Um, there's a new Ed Sheeran and Justin Bieber song. Uh, okay. She loves The Greatest Showman, for example. So she plays a lot of the songs. Uh, from the greatest showman but then she'll she'll want a cd for example because if we're in the car so oh, she'll be like so she okay. kind of wants a collection of her songs that she likes um and um oh, for, uh, Nick Stape is so still I've, hanging around i love it it's still hanging around yeah so i've got a list i, I have a list at the moment that i have to compile for her which involves okay. that justin bieber track i've got to get oh. some greatest showman tracks halsey okay. I need to get Halsey. Um, okay. And um, she's really big on Sunflower as well, which is the uh, Post Malone track, which okay. I, isn't bad, actually. I really like that. See, but there you see. go. There's a whole how bunch you, of stuff. That's so. how the tie happens. It holds you together. You find calm Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Just, I might slip a few things. And she'll be like, who's this? And I'll be like, you like Jose James, don't you? <laughs> you asked for this. I didn't. <laughs> yes, yes. You wanted songs from Jose James's Bill Withers tribute album. I'm sure you said it. Yes, you did. We were just discussing that, you know. Yes. (laughs) No, but that's how that happens, right? Because you open yourself up to what she likes and then you slip something in. You're like, hey, that wasn't, but that's not bad. Yeah. And that's how it happens, right? Yeah, do you know, so. she actually said the coolest thing that she she doesn't know. But today there is a, a song we were listening to on the radio. Um, it was DJ Khaled featuring oh. Rihanna. Okay. Now, they have, they sampled Carlos Santana's uh, uh, Maria Maria. Do you remember that? Yes, yes. That uh-huh. was, a, so now he's, he's completely jacked the whole track but just rihanna's singing over it so and it was on the radio and i just said oh hey i was like do you like this song and she went meh i like the guitar (laughs) (laughs) and i thought brilliant that's the best thing you could have said that is literally the best thing that you could have said carlos santana exactly carlos santana dips his hat to you yes prayers go to you yay So I was thrilled that she said that. So see, you now you can actually like maybe put a, a, a little bit of Santana guitar in there. And she'd be like, hey, I is that see, the same I guitar? And you'd be like, yeah, it's yeah. the same guitar. Yeah. I could play the original. I, I have, yeah, I have tracks from Supernatural. I might put on Supernatural and say, well, like what do you it. reckon? I like it. And she'll go, oh. nah, I prefer the other one. <laughs> <laughs> this one doesn't shout, DJ Khaled, all over the song. I like that bit. I'm like, oh. Okay. I don't realize. I, now I miss it, Dad. Where did it go? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. oh my god. So on that note, shall we segue into your your closing pick track wise? Oh. Is it going to be DJ Khaled by any chance? <laughs> no, it wasn't. Wouldn't it be great if it was? Oh well, what a coincidence! That, that's it a totally been. different. That's a whole spin. Um, no. It's, <laughs> It's so cute now. I'll, I'll see. I'll save him for you to kick off with. You can decide that. Um, oh. um, <laughs> so um, back when Apple was first starting with the iTunes and all that stuff, they had this little uh, um, little thing with Apple and the Beatles, right? And so I was my my selection is centered of on the twist on that. So I was going through Beatles tracks, and um, I'm going to do a twist. Because when I was in Cabo, they were playing Rita Lee, who had done her version of Beatle Tracks. And so it's kind of bossa nova. So I want to do something a little different <laughs> just to kick it off different. So I'm going to pick Rita Lee with a little help from my friends. That's how I'm going to segue out today. Yeah, I look forward to this. This is that's, that's a wonderful pick. You can start us off with Khalid, though. The, yeah. Uh, sh- Sure. No. I will. I'll I'll uh, rummage through my hundreds of songs of his that are uh, that I can uh, access. Lots. Yes. <laughs> yes. On iTunes. But play the cassette yeah. version. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. So yeah. um 
uh, seriously though, thank you so much. I had a great time talking with you. Yeah, and, me um, too. I really enjoyed it. I'm really looking forward to next month as well. We'll have a right. we've got a great topic, and that will be really good to uh, to jump into that one about protest anthems and and contemporary yes. ones and stuff like that. I'm really looking forward to it. Yes. So thank please, you so much for your time. You too. Have a great evening. With a little help from my friends